It's Steph Beckett. Welcome to another Rants and Raves Takeover, where I am taking over host duties for Gary Kay for this episode, and I am joined by Peter Hansen and Joey Lloyd of Avixa. How's it going, you guys? Excellent. Thanks, Steph, so much for having us. Of course. I was really excited to host this episode because y'all have been doing some really important work, so I'm very happy to be working with you guys in this regard. Um, so there are two reports that you guys have created and written and worked really hard on, and we are very grateful to be able to publish those on Rave Pubs as well, and they are on the wage gaps in our industry on the basis of both race and gender. So tell me a little bit about all the work that went into these reports. Yeah, so these are reports that we've built based off our global salary survey. We sal survey about 5,000 people around the world um, each year. And you know, the primary purpose of that is to feed our channel employment report with tons of details on benefits, skills, et cetera, and our uh, salary dashboard, which allows folks to like go in and put in their resume traits and get an estimate of their market value, including for countries all around the world. Uh, but one of the things we realized we could do with this rich data set, you know, thousands of observations from all over the world, is start to try to understand a little bit better uh, some of the pay tr trends uh, by group in our industry. And so far we've done research uh, based on the US uh, where um, we've just had that more depth. Um, and then when it comes to race as well, that, that's kind of an individual country thing. It's very social, it's very cultural. Um, but with this rich data source, uh, we really wanted to use it to understand, to leverage, to understand. So what we've done so far is essentially walk in the footsteps of previous researchers, you know, the, the, the long-term experts in the field, and apply their same measurement techniques um, and ask the same questions they have of you know, the U.S. overall, um, and then ask that of our ProAV-specific data set. Got you. And I know Avixa has written like similar reports before regarding the wage gap in the pro-AV industry. So when it comes to interpreting the results that you guys got for the 2022 data set, what were the most surprising things that you both found? I think in terms of surprises, it's sort of easy to say that there weren't a lot of surprises. Um, I, I think this is not only a common thread throughout uh, pro-AV, but really you know, across multiple industries. So it's not necessarily a matter of looking at it um, in terms of surprises. What I think really made these two reports special is that while it is completely underpinned by the idea of wage gap and, and dives into those details, what I think is really compelling is the complexity in which the articles both dive into of the issues that lead toward this. It's such a complex topic and it's no one thing. It's not just pay, it's not just benefits, it's not just bias, but it's really looking at all of those pieces and each article um, and perhaps the one that that's, that's 
coming in terms of the gender gap um, really dives into things of how is the how are our job roles and how is the industry creating um, both conscious and unconscious bias and mm -hmm. and it really dives into the the numbers there and I think that for me is what not a surprise but is what is most impressive. Peter, what about you? Was, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I would say about uh, surprises less surprise that came through in this data set, but something that was maybe more of a surprise kind of actually even from like earlier in my research career kind of when I learned about this. Uh, but there's this stereotype, uh, maybe stereotype is even too strong, but this like general sense that, um, you know, image um, that I think is still, is still quite common today of like the father as the provider, the mother as the nurturer, uh, mm -hmm. but statistically, women are the primary breadwinners in quite close to half of households with children right now. Um, so that's one of those things that when you hear about that, yeah. you know, the first time I did, it's like, it, huh, it was just one of those things that kind of shift the perspective a little bit. It's um, a very clear reminder that, you know, this, that, that man provider image is, is really anachronistic. It is just no longer accurate that um, when you encounter a parent uh, in an office, you know, the odds that they're the provider, that, that they're the, the, the primary breadwinner, don't really change if you know that they're a man or a woman. You know, women right. are uh, really, like statistically, like not even, it's not some um, like social statement or whatever, like statistically they are playing this uh, core provider role uh, for about half of families, same as men. Um, and that right. was something that really surprised me when I first learned that uh, a few years ago. That is really surprising, honestly, but that's awesome. I mean, you know, I think that it's going to be these small steps before we really kind of see these changes in the AV industry. Like, like you know, we're going to see them a little more around the world in America before we see them in our industry. But I really hope that that is coming as well. Um, but I really hate asking the question of like, okay, these studies exist. We see that there are these problems. How do we fix them? Because that's such an impossible question to ask any one person or two people. But I wanted to ask like what Avix's ultimate goal was of getting these studies in front of people in the industry. I think if we go back and we really look at what our ultimate goal has been since we really started to become vocal on, on this issue is that we have such an interest, interesting industry in terms of size and shape. And so we've got those very small um, integrator shops, and then we go all the way into the, the big organizations. And there is a definite range of opportunity that each one of those companies have in terms of education, consulting, and the idea of either bringing in a DEI consultant or hiring um, an executive who is a, a DEI expert. Um, and so for us, it's really the opportunity to support the industry as a whole. Um, and that ranges anywhere from the content that we create that's just about representation. If you see it, you can be it. Um, to the in-depth articles that we've been working on through the data sets that we have. And you're right, Steph, it's absolutely an impossible question, right? Um, but I know for myself personally, every time I'm a part of one of these videos, articles, um, an idea of, of anything that we can put forward, um, 
it's about helping just one person to recognize that maybe they did have a bias. Maybe there is an opportunity for change. Um, we, we all work so hard and each one of us and not Avixa. I mean, yes, we do work hard but <laughs> as a whole. Um, this is never meant to be finger pointing. It's never meant to be, um, uh, anything that that's negative in, in that light. Sure. It is meant to make you think, right? Um, and if we can help just a few people, that's the start to change. And I think yeah. for me that that's where it comes from. Um, and when we, we look right now as workforce development is such a hot topic, right? And, and that's how these articles have been framed is how can this support your workforce development effort? We, we have to look at the longevity of the industry. Where does it go? Um, and, you know, I've been quoted as, you know, talking about, you know, we, we can't go the way of the dinosaurs, right? We've got to continue yeah. to innovate and, and bring in new, young, fresh people who are just as excited about the industry as we are. And when we look at that generation, they do have different values and we have to recognize that and we have to make space for that. That's, yeah, those are some really important points. And like, I think, you know, first step in, in like adjusting and, and working on a problem is recognizing that there is one. So I think that if that is what someone takes away from the study is like, hey, this exists, you know, that's a step in the right direction. Um, so you guys are going to be hosting a launch and learn with us, which I'm really excited to announce. It's going to be on December 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So tell me a little bit more about how you're going to be diving to, into these reports live. I know we're going to have some really exciting guests with you guys. We're going to have some really exciting guests. And Peter will have the opportunity to really dive in on the, the data sets there and for us to discuss them and what they mean. But it's really an opportunity, I think, to put the data inside of a story. I think that's what's sort of um, the opportunity of having an hour to discuss these things and, and yeah. just beyond what you're reading to actually conversating about it is how did this particular thing affect you? When Peter talks about the fact that close to 50% of working women are the breadwinners and yet we, we have ideas that, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't give them that big job because maybe they're going to have a baby or maybe they won't yeah. be here or maybe she doesn't want that because she wants to be home with her kids. This is an opportunity for us to see that, hear that and make that mental change. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, um, I want to thank you guys again so much for joining me on this episode of Rants and Raves. And of course, you can read both reports on both Avixa's website and on Rave Pubs. And um, we will make sure to include a link so that you guys can register for the launch and learn. We're really looking forward to it. But thank you guys so much again. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And thank you, everybody. Rave, rave, rave. With Rants and Raves.